Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. He did it. He freaking did it. Francis Ngannou beat or he was screwed. Francis Ngannou was screwed by the boxing world in terms of the judging because boxing judging is one of the most corrupt committees collective group of people watching the same thing and absolutely lying to the audience Francis Ngannou did not lose that fight this past Saturday against Tyson Fury he not only dropped Tyson Fury but he showed that he could go 10 rounds with the greatest heavyweight in the world in a sport in which he has not trained and focused on since he's begun this combat sports journey. Francis Ngannou shook up the world. Win or lose on paper, he was a winner in everybody's hearts. Even the boxing community, boxing pundits, have given Francis credit for what he did on Saturday night. Better than McGregor. Who faced Floyd Mayweather. Who had more time than Francis Ngannou to get ready for a boxing fight. Who had the backing of Dana White and the UFC machine behind him. Francis Ngannou took a chance. Took a leap of faith and it paid off. What's up everybody? It is your boy Isaac Ike freaking Feldman. Hope you guys are doing well on this Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. I'm doing extremely well. Feeling extremely well. God is good. Blessings are good. Life is good. Work hard. Pray hard. Things happen. Believe, achieve, and conceive. Because God has also blessed me with two new beautiful human beings. It is good. Being a father of a small family, I love it. My wife and I are enjoying it. Very special time, very ceremonious time, a time of celebration, a sacred time for us. So for me to have the ability to sneak away downstairs and jump on a hot mic, it's always a privilege. So I'm giving you guys hot fire. Spit fire, spit fire, spit fire. That's what I'm giving you guys. Follow me everywhere at Iktagon everywhere. Iktagon.com if you want to learn more about me. But I hope you boxing community are learning more about one Francis the Predator and Ganu. I previewed the fight last week. Nobody saw this coming. I'm a complete believer and advocate for Francis and Ganu. Love the man. Appreciate everything he's done for the UFC, for alpha males, for representing with strength, dignity, integrity, honesty. I've said this a couple of times. I believe Francis carries himself with grace and strength in the public's eye, but when it came to respect he handled that behind closed doors 
and he was not going to be bullied by the UFC, and he stood up for himself. And the way Francis has spoke about it publicly, you would never think that there was a fallout. Meanwhile, opposite, Conor McGregor comes across as this just WWE larger-than-life heel or villain that just seems like a cartoon character in public with the furs and the leather jackets and the the witty, robust, and amazing on-the-mic content that he makes. But behind closed doors, that dude's a, he's a savvy little suck-up and a businessman. No doubt about it to the UFC brass and specifically Dana White. And obviously it's paid off for him, but it's biting him in the ass because he isn't living purely out in the public eye. On the opposite end, Francis Ngannou couldn't be more honest he, the way he broke it down on the Joe Rogan podcast, like breaking down meetings and negotiations and percentages and pay-per-view buys, salaries, purses, was so honest and forthright. And many people would probably look at him like as naive or stupid or a bad businessman, but I respect the honesty. The truth is always revealed, and the truth was revealed on Saturday night, Francis Ngannou, it is as good as advertised. Whoever was knocking him with the harsh words, specifically Dana White saying he's making a huge mistake, he's got no chance in boxing, is now eating those words. Francis Ngannou does not have to fall back on an MMA career to make money, obviously. $10 million, that speaks a lot. He made more in that fight than he would have ever made for the UFC because the UFC are looking for whiskey salesmen. They're looking for people who sound good, talk good, but are maybe not the greatest fighters in the cage like uh, or most entertaining in the cage. For me, an Amanda Nunes, a Yuri Prohasco, an Alex Pajera, a Francis Ngannou, those are the most entertaining fighters. I've been saying this for over three years, that a fighter's job should just be to fight and to win. But now you also have to be the salesperson. Uh, if if Keanu Reeves was a fighter, he would be a sure as shit a broke one. Because he's not a great salesperson when it comes to his words. What makes Keanu Reeves so great is his action on camera. What makes Francis Ngannou, Amanda Nunes so great is their action on camera. Somebody like Henry Cejudo or Colby Covington, it seemed like, yeah, they, they were having fun being these teenage characters in present day. But that's exhausting. That is exhausting. You got to love Francis Ngannou. You got to respect the man. The world is his oyster. He shook up the world, man. He has shook up the world. Francis Ngannou can now face Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Maybe he does a rematch with Tyson Fury. Maybe he fights Alexander Usyk down the road. Who freaking knows? Who cares? It's amazing. He won. He did it. He beat the bully. He is in the driver's seat. 
Now, it's very interesting what happens with PFL. I know they are very supportive of Francis to take up boxing. It's written in the contract. They were very behind Francis to compete in boxing and live his dream of being on a big stage wearing those 12-ounce gloves in the squared circle, practicing the sweet science. But now moving forward, did they just assume that Francis would fall back to the PFL cage, the smart cage, after this experiment, quote-unquote, with Tyson Fury? Did they not even believe that Tyson, uh, Francis Ngannou could beat Tyson Fury? Man, that's a very interesting negotiation moving forward. Are we going to see PFL on his boxing gloves, on his boxing shorts? Are they going to have their logo in the ring next time out. I think it would be wise for Francis to box again at Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Tyson Fury rematch. Alexander, unified title fight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Could he be this generation's modern Muhammad Ali? Could he change combat sports for the better? Can he increase fighter pay? Fighter insurance, fighter safety, fighter enthusiasm toward the job at hand, which is one of the craziest jobs that any human being can do. There's people who fight wars, there's people who protect us locally, and then there's fighters themselves. One of the craziest occupations on this world, in this world. Could Francis Ngannou help shape the future of combat sports like Muhammad Ali did years ago. Many people now are starting to believe that Francis Ngannou can fight on a main event in Africa. Would it be against John Jones? Would it be against Anthony Joshua? Options are freedom. And Francis is showing that he is free. He's not just surviving. He is thriving. He has broken the shackles from his country, from Cameroon, after a 14-month back-and-forth journey being sent back. And before that, being told that he's nuts for having a dream of being a professional fighter from his uh, his local villagers back in Cameroon. Getting to France after 14 months from Cameroon was nuts. Then being homeless for several months, wanting to be a boxer, and somebody said it's probably a safer, faster route to go to MMA, go the MMA route. He joined MMA Factory in France, climbs the UFC ranks, becomes a UFC champion after many hard years, switched over to head coach Eric Nixick in Elite XC out in Vegas. You see Eric Nixick in the corner in the middle of the desert, Saudi Arabia, corner in Francis, talking about South Pole, regular But forget the strategy. Think about the journey this man's been on. He fought in his last UFC fight as a UFC champion, a former teammate, a man who was trained by his former coach, a man that has elite kickboxing for the heavyweight division, a man that was not compromised. Francis, who was compromised, with two torn knees, you could see him wearing knee braces, started to grapple. A discipline in which he was deficient in when he first got to the UFC. As exposed by Stipe Miocic back at UFC 220 in Boston. 
Francis Ngannou showed that he's one of the most intelligent fighters to ever step into a ring of combat. Francis Ngannou wrestled, outmaneuvered, outgrappled Cyril Gane for the decision. Dana White did not wrap the belt around Francis Ngannou, whom he will never forget that. Francis Ngannou had to sit out a year, and timing is everything. Timing was perfect on that because he had to heal anyway from knee surgeries. But the UFC have a clause in their contract called the Champion Clause where if a fighter wants to hit free agency after they fulfill their contract, they must sit out for a year before they can explore free agent offers from other promotions and organizations. Francis did all that with grace, with style, with strength. And then when we get teased about his boxing career, get signing with PFL, is he going to knock out a couple of no-name of PFL heavyweights? Is he going to face a lower-ranked boxing? No. He went right to the top of the food chain, just like we saw Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness go right to the top of the food chain of trying to make the sale. Francis Ngannou amazingly performed this past Saturday night. Incredible performance. Just amazing Character, moxie, patience, control, focus, and execution. Teddy Atlas, who is a well-known boxing trainer and boxing pundit, who has been diving into the MMA world and studying MMA striking ability and boxing ability, uh, paid great respect to Francis Ngannou. That says it all. Francis is... In good hands. His faith, his self belief is unwavered, always. This man, whom I've had the privilege of speaking with several times in person, is so humble, so strong, just a gentle giant. Could crush you like an empty seltzer can. Is just so calm, and you can feel the energy that vibrates off him. He's such a nice guy. And everything that's happened to him is because of the product of showing up, putting in the work, and believing in himself, and fighting the demons around him. Amazing work by Francis Ngannou. So proud of him. I'm going to try to get a a boxing pundit on, maybe to really get the perspective of the boxing world. Uh, Hopefully, I can reach out to a fellow Long Islander, that's as much a tease I can give you guys of who I'm trying to get on, Dyke Dagon, but incredible, incredible, incredible performance by one Francis Ngannou. Truly, truly happy for him. So what's next? UFC 295. No John Jones. No John Jones at UFC 295. Against Stipe Miocic. That would have been fun. No freaking doubt about it. I feel bad for the people who bought the really expensive tickets. And now they don't get to see an amazing epic spectacle inside of the garden. For me, I get to see one of my favorite fighters in Alex Pajeda against Wildman, Czech Republic's own Yuri Prohaska, which is going to be blood sport. This is what MMA is about. This is what got me into MMA. The Anderson Silva's, Leota Machida's, the quiet killers, the calm killers, but just 
absolute samurais with their blades, just sharpen it, sharpen it, sharpen it, and wait to strike, wait to cut down their opponents with one foul swoop. Guys, follow me everywhere at Iktagon. Go to Iktagon.com if you would like to learn more about my story. Thank you guys for subscribing, liking, reposting, sharing, everything. Iktagon. Your boy, Ike Feldman, is out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.